0: It's a chaotic situation and it's just like a very high risk one.
1: An Austin cyclist captures video of a driverless car veering into a bike lane. We took his concern to the company and the city.
2: Damar Hamlin moved to a hospital in Buffalo. What his doctors say about his recovery.
3: Another perfect winter day in Central Texas. Coming up a look at just how unusual this warmth has been and when the next cold air arrives.
1: AND THANKS SO MUCH FOR JOINING US HERE ON KXAN. I'M DANIEL MARINE.
2: AND I'M JENNIFER SANDERS IN FOR BRITT MORENO. A DAY BEFORE LAWMAKERS return TO AUSTIN FOR THE LEGISLATIVE SESSION, THE STATE'S TOP ACCOUNTANT IS FORECASTING A RECORD-BREAKING BUDGET SURPLUS OF NEARLY $33 BILLION.
1: THE CHALLENGE NOW IS HOW TO USE IT TO HELP THE PEOPLE WHO CREATED IT, TEXAS TAXPAYERS. KXAN'S RYAN
4: CHANDLER SAT DOWN WITH THE TEXAS CONTROLLER, GLENN Hagar. THIS IS TRULY A HISTORICAL ONCE-IN-A-LIFETIME budgeting session
0: before legislators start fighting for their bite of the apple. We learn how big that apple is and
4: it's big, the biggest ever and beyond what anyone could have ever imagined.
0: Controller Glenn Hagar is the state's revenue estimator. He says lawmakers will never see this opportunity
4: again. They have bigger opportunities to make impacts that impact Texans today that are struggling with inflation or impacting the future generations as they come forward with long-term decisions they're going to make in the next 140 days but with more money
0: comes more problems lawmakers can do just about anything they want but they can't do everything so how do they choose advocacy group every Texan says lawmakers should give the money back to the people who paid it
2: and invest in resources that contribute to our collective prosperity that's how we show up for each other That's how we deliver quality schools and affordable health care and good paying jobs.
0: Meanwhile, Governor Abbott campaigned on spending up to half of the surplus on cutting property taxes. Controller Hagar says be prudent. There's no telling what the next two
4: years will bring. Let's make very important decisions for today and for future, but also know the budget of today won't always be there in two years from now. And that's the biggest cautionary tale that I can make sure to stress to the legislature and to the public.
0: Ryan Chandler,
1: KXAN News. And the record revenue also raised the value of the state's economic stabilization fund, better known as the Rainy Day Fund. In late November, controller Hagar said the fund grew to more than $14 billion. However, Hagar said that number was expected to drop by about 870 million due to previously approved spending. So why were the last two years so lucrative for the state? The controller's office points to a couple of clauses, uh, causes I should say, in part it's due to inflation. Texans paid $4.5 billion extra every month on taxable goods, and that boosted sales tax by almost 10%. Now, that alone made up for more than half of the state's revenue. Also, oil tax revenue jumped nearly 12%.
2: After his Sunday visit to El Paso, President Joe Biden is in Mexico City tonight to dine with the leaders of Mexico and Canada ahead of tomorrow's North American Leaders Summit. As Drew Petromo reports, the president is being sharply criticized by Republicans who have vowed to make illegal immigration a top priority now that they have the majority in the House.
5: President Biden meeting with the leaders of Mexico and Canada Monday with the crisis at the southern border front and center. Border Patrol says it stopped a record 2.6 million migrants crossing illegally last year. On immigration, Mr. Biden is facing criticism from both sides of the issue. During his first visit to the border as president, Texas Republican Governor Greg Abbott welcomed the president with a list of demands, including building more border wall and cracking down on migrants who cross illegally. He should have been down here from day one to
4: fix the problem that he
5: Humanitarian groups say a new Biden administration policy announced ahead of the trip could put migrants in even more danger. The policy aims to expel 30,000 migrants a month who arrive from the countries of Venezuela, Nicaragua, Haiti,
4: and Cuba. I think that the new program that the president rolled out should help moving forward.
0: This was a partisan trip that was just made as a photo op.
5: Back in Washington, Republicans now in control of the House after resolving a messy fight over the speakership, and they're promising to make immigration a top issue.
4: I think by having the disruption now, really built the trust with one another and learned how to work together.
5: But staying united in their quest to be a check on the Biden administration is expected to be a big challenge for Republicans, moderate members already voicing concern over concessions made to hardliners during the days-long struggle for power. Drew Petromo, NBC News, Washington.
1: Are you going to want to see this. An Austin cyclist captured video of one of those self-driving cars veering into a bike lane. General Motors' Cruise rolled out its robo-taxis in Austin late last year. The vehicles, which began with safety drivers in the cars, now feature driverless services throughout the city. Well, cyclist Robert Foster, he captured this footage in West Campus last week. He said he wants to see better bike lane infrastructure and a return of safety drivers in the self-driving vehicles, especially through pedestrian-heavy neighborhoods.
0: A lot of bicyclists, if they're rushing to make that, would be would have been side-by-side side to it, and that's when it would really become a dangerous situation.
1: A crew spokesperson said the company is reviewing lane mapping in Austin to improve vehicle safety in the future, and they said a sensor on the vehicle itself would have detected a bike near it. We also reached out to the city of Austin to find out about ways to report this. If you see it, we were told the state took over regulation of driverless vehicles last year.
2: U.S. safety regulators are asking Tesla for more information about a tweet from Elon Musk last week. In it, Musk indicated that Tesla might allow some owners who are testing a full self-driving system to disable an alert that reminds them to keep their hands on the steering wheel. Since 2021, Tesla has been beta testing full self-driving using owners who haven't been trained on the system but are actively monitored by the company. Earlier this year, Tesla said 160,000 vehicles were participating. That's roughly 15% of Teslas that are now on the road. Now, right now, since June of 2016, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration has sent investigators to 35 Tesla crashes in which automated systems are suspected of being used. 19 people died in those crashes.
1: Well, millions of people in California are under new flood alerts because of dangerous storm system in the area. This is drone video of the flooding in Felton. This is southwest of San Jose, where the San Lorenzo overflowed its banks this morning. It's resulted in evacuation orders for about 32,000 people in Santa Cruz County. The weather has caused at least 12 people in California uh, over the last 10 days.
3: First Warning Weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. And we'll talk in just a few minutes about how one of those western storms is going to change our weather later this week. In the meantime, what another beautiful winter day here. Everything's a little brown out in the hill country. Granite Shoals camera looking completely sunny though from the Whittlesea Landscape Supplies Company. Temperatures everywhere in the lower middle seventies. We've got a 69 in Cameron. Lano still waiting for your antenna to be repaired. Hopefully that sensor is back up and running this week. You can see how lovely it is though area wide. winds are fueling a warm-up. We're in the 60s yesterday, the 70s today, and you guessed it, we're heading for the 80s tomorrow. Coming up, I'll show you a couple days of record high temperatures that are possible in the area. We're tracking the next cold front and the one thing that this one brings to our forecast.
2: Police now say the six-year-old Virginia student who shot and wounded his first grade teacher Friday pulled the handgun from a backpack and shot her while she was teaching his class. No students were injured. The Newport News police chief says the boy was physically restrained by a school employee after that shooting who he hit. The teacher remains hospitalized in stable condition. Police say the gun had been legally purchased by the child's mother in York County. Virginia law does not allow six-year-olds to be tried as adults. In addition, a six-year-old is too young to be committed to the custody of the Department of Juvenile Justice if found guilty.
1: A week after going into cardiac arrest and having to be resuscitated on the field during a game in Cincinnati, Bill's safety, DeMar Hamlin, said he returned to Buffalo today with a lot Lot of love on my heart." That's his quote. He'll continue his recovery at a Buffalo Hospital. Doctors say he has been walking since having a breathing tube removed on Friday. He's also been eating regular food and undergoing therapy. They say he is on a normal or even accelerated trajectory in his recovery from cardiac arrest. Normal recovery can be measured from weeks to months. Doctors say it's still too early to comment on the potential cause of Hamlin's cardiac arrest and that more testing would need to be done.
2: Moving to Central Texas for the quality of life tonight, which population group is shrinking in Austin for the same reason?
1: Thousands of nurses on the picket lines, the major medical scramble in New York City.
2: And if you were in Texas 10 years ago, you may remember a deadly daytime mall shooting in South Lake. There's now been an arrest. Nearly 7,000 nurses went on strike today at two of New York City's largest hospitals in Manhattan and the Bronx. The two main issues, salaries and staffing. The privately owned nonprofit hospitals are postponing non-emergency surgeries, diverting ambulances to other medical centers, pulling in temporary staffers and assigning administrators with nursing backgrounds to work in wards in order to cope with the walkout. Goldman
1: Sachs will start cutting up to 3,200 jobs this week. The bank is trying to rein in costs in the face of a slowdown in investment banking and scaling back of its consumer business. The reduction represents about 6.5% of Goldman's roughly 49,000 employees. And these are some of the deepest cuts the company has made in recent years.
3: Well, today going down in the books is yet another warmer than normal day here in early January. Averages in the 60s. We made it to the mid-70s. Just how unusual this warmth is adding up to be. And your next cold front coming up.
1: EVEN THOUGH AUSTIN'S POPULATION CONTINUES TO GROW, THE CITY'S BLACK POPULATION IS SHRINKING.
2: ABOUT 15 YEARS AGO, THE CITY IMPLEMENTED DOZENS OF INITIATIVES TO IMPROVE QUALITY OF LIFE FOR BLACK PEOPLE IN AUSTIN. OUR MULTICULTURAL REPORTER Jayla WASHINGTON LOOKED INTO WHAT'S HAPPENED WITH THOSE EFFORTS AS LONGTIME AUSTINITES TELL US ABOUT THE WORK THEY SAY STILL NEEDS TO BE DONE.
6: Black churches like St. James Missionary in East Austin are where a lot of black people go to feel a sense of community. It's been this way for generations. Dr. Billy McClendon, senior pastor here for 30 years, has seen the city change, or really, seemingly, he says, stay the same. Being a black man in America, I'm not under any illusions. Austin, because of its uh like of black people. It's been a challenge. He preaches to his community about creating their own. All I want is an
2: opportunity.
6: Those opportunities the city of Austin began crafting more than 15 years ago when they implemented 56 initiatives to improve quality of life for black people. But today, here in East Austin.
2: This is basically all white right
6: now. Nelson Linder, the president of the NAACP, says he's one of the few black businesses and neighbors left.
2: Black neighborhoods now have been deserted for the most part because of...
6: A 2008 City of Austin study looked at arts and culture, business and economic development, employment and education, health, neighborhood, sustainability, and police safety. Through grants, partnerships, and outreach, the city promised to do more. We saw
2: efforts and notes, but we saw no progress in my opinion. We
6: asked the city for an update on initiatives. They referred us to the African-American Leadership Advisory Commission. Lender serves on that commission.
2: They have to invest the money required
6: to make equity. The only way it's going to change is we're going to have a participant. Jayla Washington, KXAN News.
1: And the city just recently did a survey looking into another community. A 2021 survey by Austin's LGBTQ commission found respondents want the city to create more LGBTQ community spaces. The report says many people surveyed feel accepted and safe with chosen family and friends at work, but not in public places like restaurants. Queer people of color, youth, and transgender gender expansive individuals had a greater percentage of negative interaction with law enforcement also. The study also found 70% of respondents spent half their monthly income on housing. Instances of discrimination against LGBTQ plus people seeking housing were reported during the interviews. You can see the full study right now over at KXAN.com.
2: Okay, David, weather has been pleasant. A few of our friends, though, in the newsroom said it's been a little too warm. I disagree. (laughs) I am enjoying it, but it has been warm, though.
3: Look, it's hard to beat, but it's easy to lose perspective. These two weeks in the beginning of January are typically our coldest of the year. Average highs are supposed to be long sleeve jacket weather even during the afternoons, and it just hasn't been. Another warm day, 69, with a southerly breeze in Round Rock, 5 p.m. traffic building from our Whittlesea Landscape Supplies weather cam. Just today, we have climbed the leaderboard into what is now a tie for the warmest start to January ever observed in the Austin area. Notice our average day and night temperatures so far this month through midnight last night. Tied with where we were in 1907. You know with the heat that we've got for the next couple of days in our forecast, I'll bet we pull into a strong number one at least for now. The pollen count could be worse. Our hour by hour equipment on the roof of KXAN keeping cedar out of the high category. Thank goodness cedar and mold are both down in moderate concentrations. Hopefully that holds but I'm not sure it will. Here's why. We've got clear skies all across the state. The storm track, which brings the rain along it and the cold air to the north of it, they are way to our north. This is what's leading to this typical La Nina start to January. Warm, dry weather overall. It's also leading to more trouble for our friends in California. A mandatory evacuation in Montecito, northwest of L.A. Severe thunderstorm risk tonight in San Francisco. We've seen inches and inches of rain just today, and this is yet another storm in the ongoing series with yet another one lined up behind it. This one actually brings an impact to our forecast a little bit later in the week. As you can tell, though, stormy nights out there at SoFi Stadium for the college football national championships. Thankfully, it's played under a roof. Uh, Back here at home, the big story over the next couple of days is just the really warm weather. It's going to be very warm the next couple of afternoons. Let me show you. Tomorrow morning, starting off in the 50s. Tomorrow afternoon, though, sunshine and southwest winds, especially in the hill country, really skyrocket the temperatures well into the 80s. Eastern communities, you guys don't really get that blowtorch wind. Plus, you've got some morning clouds limiting how hot it gets out there tomorrow. On Wednesday, we're going to do it again. I think some of these 80s in the hill country should pull into Austin. Then the temperatures drop with the Thursday morning cold front from that California system. Unfortunately, we get zero of the rain that they are enjoying. Gusty northwest winds, though, are going to guarantee trouble for cedar allergy sufferers on Thursday. Remember the cedar meds. Again, that's Thursday when the cedar pollen is really set to explode. Uh, Before then, temperatures incredibly warm. We should be in the 60s. We're talking about lower and middle 80s. The cold front does bring cedar pollen. It also brings cooler afternoons, more seasonable to end the work week. Tonight's forecast, 51 mostly clear, could see some fog developing from Austin eastward. Closer look at the visibility map for your morning commute tomorrow. Dense fog along and east of 35, visibility is possibly under a half a mile. After that burns off, look at this, 3 degrees shy of a record high with breezy southwest winds. Highs in Austin tomorrow at 83, we may tie the daily record of 85 on Wednesday. After that, dry, cooler weather behind the cold front and a beautiful Martin Luther King Jr. holiday weekend uh, david thank you very much well 10 years
1: after an ex-drug cartel attorney was shot and killed at a south lake texas mall there's been an arrest
2: a decade after a former lawyer for a drug cartel was gunned down in an affluent dallas suburb there's been an arrest
1: as sophia beau reports the man believed to have orchestrated the hit is no longer a fugitive
7: In May of 2013, when the news broke that someone was murdered in broad daylight in the shopping center of an upscale North Texas neighborhood, to say it was shocking was an understatement, and the backstory reads something like a movie script, but this was all real. 43-year-old Juan Jesus Guerrero Chapa and his wife had finished shopping and returned to their maroon Range Rover in a parking lot at Town Square in South Lake when two Mexican assassins drove up and shot the husband multiple times. The wife was not hurt. Two gunmen, known as Clorox and Captain, are still on the loose. Three men who tracked the former cartel lawyer, who is also a U.S. informant, used high-tech surveillance and GPS monitoring devices on his cars for months. They were convicted and sent to jail. The man accused of orchestrating the murder for hire, Jose Rodolfo de la Real Hernandez, also known as El Gato, is believed to be the head of a cartel in Nuevo Leon in Mexico. During the trial of the others tied to the case, it was revealed El Gato wanted revenge for his own father's murder. Algato is currently on the FBI top ten most wanted fugitive list for interstate stalking and conspiracy to commit murder for hire in regards to the South Lake killing. On Sunday, the Mexican Attorney General's office tweeted out a statement that Villarreal Hernandez was arrested in Mexico City. An FBI spokesperson says they're not commenting on the arrest right now, but plan to release more details possibly as soon as Monday, shedding more light to a decades old crime.
2: Elgato's brother, Ramon, was arrested in Mexico in 2018 and extradited to the U.S. In June of last year, he pleaded guilty to charges related to the killing he could face up to 10 years in federal prison.
1: Right, well, We've got no reruns tonight on KXAN. At 7, it's America's Got Talent, All-Stars Edition at 7 p.m. And then an all-new Quantum Leap at 9 o'clock before we're back with KXAN News at 10.
5: Thanks for listening to KXAN News Nightly. You can also listen to KXAN News Today every morning for more in-depth coverage of what matters most to you.